welcome to this very special quarantine and chill episode of Think Fit Be Fit, the exercise science insider number eight. My name is Jen Schwartz. I'm the hostess and creator of this podcast. Today I have Ryan Crossfield. He's a health and performance coach located in Los Angeles, California. After obtaining a certification through the NASM, he completed a two-year internship at at Athletic Excellence led by the top strength coach in the Baltimore, Washington area, which is how I know him. And he went on to compile hundreds of hours learning under the late Charles Poliquin, which allowed him to understand the theory and techniques of proper program design, biomechanics, and performance optimization. Brian holds multiple certifications, including kinetic chain enhancement and metabolic analytics and is recognized by the United States Olympic Committee as a certified trainer. Conversation is essentially two fitness experts that are self-isolating from their clients. So we get to sit down and chat and share things that we have used in our life to master the basics of being healthy. And that's what this is all about, being at home, and working on the fundamentals without a gym and without a lot of access to the stuff that we're used to. So I really hope you enjoy it. Um, I certainly did. There's a lot of giggling and a lot of cursing. Enjoy. I'm a a firm believer of the 80-20 rule. Like just the basic shit will help most people. Yep. Um, Probably before all this happened, nobody really was working on the basics because they didn't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So hopefully this will kind of, I don't know, like you said, reset everything to kind of let them figure it out, I guess. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm, and like you said earlier, I'm really uh, curious to see what, um, what people gravitate towards in this time. And it's, um, and that it's not all Netflix and, and true crime. <laughs> Uh, podcast. Yeah, my biggest <laughs> challenge for at least myself and probably, I don't know, half of the other populations, how am I going to work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely our industry is fucked at the moment mm-hmm. for the for the majority of people. Um, yeah. I, I, that's why I try to produce some type of content to show people that they don't have to completely stop the process of being healthy. They can't. I No, they can't. I did my first virtual session today with a client. How was that? It was good. It was really helpful. I know him really well, so I think okay. that helps. Um, but you know, we have to. It for me, it was an opportunity to make them more accountable and make and help them be better um, at all the things that they've invested with me. Right. Um, you know, I'm here to help people with chronic injury, and. Um, chronic injury is an accumulation of shit (laughs) like it's you know it's and it it has to do with the top down meaning how you look at your body and it has to do with what you put in your body and the bottom up which is how you treat your body and how you uh, um, physically challenge it don't forget the environment oh my god the environment of course yeah see i don't i i I take that i don't use that (laughs) equation very much yeah yeah, what would you, so what am I missing here? Well, no, 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 I mean, just whatever, any health consequence or, I don't know, health promotion is all based on the environment. 
a lot of people want to say that genetics is like a death sentence, but what is the, the saying, what Terry Walls, I think, says it. It's oh, like, load the gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, is it Terry Walls? Yeah, maybe. That's where I heard it first. Yeah, the your genetics. Genes, your genes load the gun, the environment pulls the trigger. So mm. if you're, I don't know, have a higher propensity to get, I don't know, what is it, Alzheimer's? And you, mm -hmm. Because you have, I don't know, AP, was it APOE4 gene, then you mm -hmm. probably shouldn't eat as much saturated fat as if you or APOA1 or something like that. So that environment comes down to like nutrition, what you're putting in mm -hmm. your body, not necessarily yeah. a physical space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, environment is in reference to epigenetics. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. how our body um, adapts over a pretty, a long period of time or like an acute period? I would say acute. Um, yeah, okay. Because I mean, you can get out of a certain environment and have different things happen to you. I mean, Dang. people have had cancer and then they change their environment drastically and then their cancer it miraculously goes away. But yeah. is it really miraculous or are you actually shifting what's going on within your body? Yeah. And then food, like nutrigenomics also plays a large part that I don't think people really, uh, not necessarily buy into, but just aren't aware of maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't even know that word, so. It's basically uh, instead of epigenetics and uh -huh. how the environment plays with your genes to turn them on and off, it's how food does the exact same thing. Yeah. Okay. So the environment, meaning the what you surround yourself with and what you put on in your body, or is, right? I, when I say the environment, I, I think yeah. it's how you interact with the sun when you go to sleep, what you put in your body as far as nutrition, um, the stress load on your body. Mm -hmm. uh, the chemicals you put in on or around you, like lotions and stuff like that, all that plays a part in what is turning on or off within mm. your body. Yeah. And then I think within that, I don't know, paradigm or whatever, to get more myopic, you go to like nutrigenomics where, mm. I don't know, you eat an orange and the vitamin C in the orange flips something on, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like a, like a Rhonda Patrick word. <laughs> Sometimes I just like stare at her and I'm like, what are you saying, pretty lady? I like you. <laughs> <laughs>
What are we gonna do? Yeah, I I don't want to like uh, get out of the rhythm of waking up early because I'm I'm sure whenever this is over, I'm gonna have to go right back to it. So yeah, yeah. How have your clients responded to this whole thing? Uh, a lot of them are kind of just up in the air, like, oh, okay, I can't train. I guess I'll sit at home and just eat whatever. Some of them left the country. Um, other ones just are just locked in their house because they're scared to death. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, yeah. Some of them are just not responsive. Um, so it's, it's, it's all over the spectrum. And you, and like you were in an environment where you were kind of, you were like micromanaging and like helping them with very small. Yeah. Yeah. Sm small steps. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I yeah. basically, there's like a spreadsheet we have them fill out every day. It's like calories and uh, calorie intake steps. I mean, how you slept, how you, I don't know how your digestion, the digestion was that day. Basically everything, all small stuff, but ever since then I just about everybody fell off which yeah so do you th do you think that's a problem with that that type of system um i mean there's good and bad i think to that system mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. a lot of work mm -hmm. for people on both ends for them to input it track it and then for me to actually go in and give them feedback mm -hmm. but if you can do that it helps you learn a lot more about the person and what's going on and how to fix them so you'll be able to get yeah. to their goal or, or fix them a lot easier if you know what's going on yeah i i found it very frustrating to journal that much and uh give it and email it and type it um i yeah but <laughs> i did learn about I, I think the biggest thing that i got from that process was hydration I really stepped up my hydration game, which helped my digestion, which helped my... <laughs> how, much were you, how much were you drinking beforehand versus after? I think it, I, I want to say it was only 40 to 50 ounces of water. Okay. And yeah. then I got it up. I was trying to get it up closer to 80 to 90 was okay. my goal. And I've been able to... And what I've been able to sustain that. And once you know what it feels like to be satiated and hydrated, it's very easy to have this internal clock and say, oh, um, I, I'm, my last meal of the day might need this or might need that. Or I, I, so I, in hindsight, I thought that was, that was very helpful for me. But at the same time, it was so annoying. I really hate tiny, I hate repetitive questions. Do so, you follow any, uh, like guidelines for water? Like I know the main one is just half your weight in ounces or something like that. Um, no, not, I mean, I just got it up to, I just, I just listened to my trainer, which was Evan at the time. And <laughs> he just, you know, that's what we did. And okay. I was using a in-body machine. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure those are so accurate. I don't think they are either. Cause you, yeah. can, you can just drink a whole bunch of water, do your body fat, and then you go to the bathroom and then you're like 6% less. Mm, mm. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, yeah. 
But I did see the changes that we were monitoring were some symmetry ones between my arms. Right. And then I saw my extracellular water number change. Okay. And that, um, that did seem to correlate to less inflammation and my cycle. So okay. I thought that was really helpful. What is that number actually for? Do you know? I have it in my notes. I'd have to, yeah. I can look it up, but I haven't used it since I worked a lifetime. I don't know five or six years ago. Oh yeah. So I, <laughs> I haven't used it since then. Oh, okay. Do, <laughs> I mean, are you people, have to have the same variable every time. So like you wake up, you jump on the scale and weigh yourself or measure yourself. Mm -hmm. But because it's a lifetime, nobody really can get in there and do that. So the variable is generally all over the place. Yeah. I, I had access to the place. I was renting a small space at a boutique gym and then I was able just to get over there first thing in the morning and fasted okay. and get it done that's good but yeah i was surprised it was putting me upwards of uh 28 body fat and when i got i, I just I, I was like you know what we're at least i have some kind of tracking going on even though i wasn't <laughs> totally buying into almost 30 percent body fat right. um yeah. <laughs> so um i really I like your uh, quarantine and chill post. That is fun. Um, I especially like the bottom part with the Sylvester Stallone <laughs> toilet paper and. Oh man, that's classic. <laughs> I were... can't, believe, can't believe nobody had like found that yet. <laughs> and I love how they're making fun of um, humans uh, and male <laughs> ego. That was that was really that was really great. <laughs> because I mean. That is definitely wrapped up in some of this um, craziness that we're seeing. I heard the some thing, people were trying to return uh, toilet paper because they bought too much and Costco won't let them. <laughs> oh, the, they shouldn't. Um, the irony of this is that the rainforest in Australia were burning literally <laughs> a few months ago and we didn't think twice about toilet paper or paper or trees. We were like, oh, the rainforest, it's our, it's our lungs. And then fast forward like four months later and there's a bunch of assholes fighting over paper to put in their asshole. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the irony of that is oh, so amazing. Uh, um, what is a... So my routine has changed a lot in the last three weeks. Um, I, I, my sleep is a little disrupted. Um, I'm more tempted by alcohol. Um, oh. And I don't have access to like heavy weights. I really miss my barbell. Um, I really miss I leg extension machine. I love a good quad pump. There's like nothing really, I, I really love it. Uh, right. I love a good hamstring burn too. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? Are you missing anything from the? I fortunately, at least up to this point, I have access to a gym still. Mm. Um, so I haven't been, I haven't been, uh, 
not without weights yet. I, I do because I have a lot of free time. I, I ride my bike now a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, so I ride back and forth to the beach, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in Venice, there's a bunch of outdoor stuff I can play on if I really want to mm-hmm. or if it really gets bad. But my, my whole routine hasn't changed too much. I'm still up early in the morning just because mm-hmm. even if I have an alarm, I generally wake up before it. I, I go to bed so early that I doesn't really change much um food i eat the same food mm-hmm. yeah I, me i'm an introvert so mm-hmm. this whole thing is just like okay it's another day for me well then you're the perfect person to give us <laughs> advice on this <laughs> right right yeah, yeah. yeah it's like there's no uh, reason why you can't still do things to get uh healthy or or something like that without yeah without having to be in a gym yeah I, I mean, I, I'm waking up early and I'm like, I get a, two minutes of thinking about the gym because that's my gym time is, you know, 5.30 in the morning and um, then I just get really upset because <laughs> um, I miss it. I really do. But I do have access to my red light. I have spring, I, all the equipment that I have at my studio is spring loaded, which can give you quite a good pump um which is something which i can do and then i have some pilates equipment which is um also one of my favorite things to do and i've started jump roping <laughs> yeah, that I started i i was a, i was a child prodigy <laughs> jump roper what does that mean <laughs> i was on a jump rope team i would, oh, i could shit. double dutch with all the with all the the kids oh but, man um, i'm not yeah. good at jump rope <laughs> Yeah, we used to we used to go like perform at those jump rope for hearts things. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, so I had a, I had a single rope routine inside the jump rope and uh, inside the double dutch. Oh man, you should break that back out. I did. Well, I can't double double dutch is not going to work right now. Oh, oh, it's, you need two people, right, or three people? I need three people. And, oh man! Well, uh, if the ropes six feet apart, then almost not quite. Uh, no, no, it's more than six feet. Yeah, it is. Um, but no, that I mean, that it is. It, it. I don't know if it's easy to find jump rope partners. But I have, a, I have a speed rope, and I, I, I do tricks. Um, so <laughs> maybe somebody will pay me on Instagram for that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a niche for everything at this point. I mean, I think that's that's the big thing about this. I guess shift and everything. I, I think uh-huh. it's going to be create a lot of or make a lot a lot of people more creative. Oh yeah. As far as like health or fitness or just maybe just they'll recognize that they don't necessarily need a gym per se. Mm-hmm. They can go outside and I don't know do pull ups on a tree or something. Still be equally as happy. Maybe yeah. I'm not convinced yet, but <laughs> I think uh, I don't know. I I also think we're going to find out how shitty body weight exercises are. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, nobody gets in shape from fucking body weight. Fucking, I know. And this is the wrong time to start like brand new like activities. So one brand new activity might be appropriate, like my jump rope. Okay. Although I have experience with it, I have the skill. I know that more than 12 minutes for me right now will absolutely trash my calves. And it's true. And 
Um, but so if I did that and then started adding stair intervals too, like there that, you that's, grow your quads like that. I, yeah. Well, um, I also have a ton of arthritis in my knees. So oh, fuck. yeah. Good. So, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like, I, I, I'm advising people to like try one new thing instead of like three or even two. Um, or just break out like, like you are just break out something that you used to do that you enjoyed and see if you mm -hmm. still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have a lot of podcasters. I think we're going to have a lot of new musicians in the world as well. Um, there's, there's something part... about boredom that, that is good, right? I mean, we're so, there's, we don't, we're not bored ever. We're either at work or on social media. So now yeah. we have all this excess of time that hopefully we can kind of pull something out of us that we enjoy and I don't know, share with the world or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the culture of productivity has made us less creative for sure. Because if you look at uh, kids um, that are doing, you know, three different sports and they have music and they have drama and then they have all the studies, you're taking away their ability to they're just learning these like basic skills over and over again. You're not giving them that opportunity to uh, create and thrive. And yeah. that has been a dec uh, couple generations <clears throat> long issue for me, like um, as someone who's been in, you know, coaching and uh, youth sports for a decade, uh, it's, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse or, you know, on the East Coast, especially. And I think the culture of productivity uh, and overproduction and overpollution has gotten us into this situation. But I don't know if anybody wants to hear my conspiracy theories. <laughs> so we're going to move on. Um, okay. I want to talk about the quarantine and chill uh, post because there's um, some info on here that I'm totally aligned with, I get it. I don't talk about this stuff much because, you know, I'm a, a more of an injury expert and a joint expert. So right. you have intermittent fasting on here. You have a piece about the gut and permeability and pathogens. And then you've got this wonderful list of proteins, veggies, fats, and uh, herb spices that can help you put together a meal um why are so these what's the reason for the combination of those things like why why can't we just use this table because that is really proficient well i picked the 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 topics based on my my seven pillars of health basically so nutrition movement sleep stress digestion detox and then mindset would be the, the seventh one. Um, that's kind of why I structured it like that. Um, as far as specifically what I picked to put in the list is more or less something that basically everybody can do from home. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily need to go to the gym or I don't know, go anywhere to, to, to learn how to do anything here. I mean, the first part is nutrition. It's just stocking up on the best food that you can get nutrient dense wise uh, and the foods that'll last relatively long time, whether in the freezer or the pantry. Um, and because you're stuck at home and a lot of people probably don't have money to just order out every day or just don't want to order out. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to cook in my, my experience, definitely from training experience. When I have clients, 
none of them know how to cook. So I basically send them this list. You, yeah. So the list is proteins, vegetables, fats, and spices. So you pick one thing from each column, you throw it together, and mm -hmm. just about everything tastes pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. And the the last thing in the in the store is basically it seems like produce is uh, relatively uh, replenished fast, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can always find one of the things on a list from my experience. And then spices, they pretty much last forever. Yeah. Um, what are, are the proteins in a specific order? No, not no. a okay. specific order. Um, my personal opinion, I like red meat more than mm -hmm. white meat, mm -hmm. just from a nutrient standpoint. Yeah. And like, why do you think something in red meat specifically could, is going to contribute to, I don't know, the, the gut health and, you know, keeping our viral load kind of low or do you, are you speaking like generically it is a nutrient dense? Uh, I, I would, anything with color in my mind has more nutrients than something that has, lacks color. That's generally mm -hmm. the way I, I kind of look at everything. Yeah. Um, and then chicken is just so <laughs> death when you, yeah. you can't really get good chicken anywhere. That oh, real chicken. Oh, I have a, I have a source. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's from, I mean, it's from the farmer's market and the four pound chicken costs $25. Uh, oh, it's called an English chicken and it's very spelt and okay. it has a more of like an oblong shape to it. <laughs> it it's like, it looks, it looks like it, it's the shape of the, if whenever you go to like the islands and there's all those roosters and chickens running around. <laughs> okay. I think that's what they're, they're like that, like okay. lean. Um, right. And it's mostly dark meat, but they don't. So the problem with like the American chickens is they, <laughs> they like overfeed them and their little legs can't support them. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Does it, how's it taste? Does it taste better? Yeah. It's really nice. It makes a really nice broth too. And you ever read the uh, omnivores dilemma? Oh, Love that was one. Of, that was a turning point for me. But I <laughs> when he, when he went to uh, was it Joel Salatin and Polyface yeah. Farms and he yeah. wouldn't ship him a chicken. He's like, you got to come here. So he mm -hmm. went there, he got a chicken, and mm -hmm. then he's like, this is like tastes more like chicken than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, you can see it in the bones because I I'm I love making so stocks and broths, and once I found out how healthy they were, it was just a bonus uh, because. I just love cook. I love cooking in that layering way that like, you know, I guess a classic French way. And yeah. So the chicken, the English chicken that I buy at the farmer's market, you can tell in the bones, you can see the healthiness, like, like a chicken from even Whole Foods. Um, you know, we could put it to the throw test. Like, could it like kind of hurt you if I threw it at you? <laughs> <laughs> and the and the, the the density of the English chicken is I say yeah. hell yeah it would <laughs> <laughs> that that's how that's how much different it is I would say and um and then I want to go over to this intermittent intermittent fasting uh, I have implemented this when I'm really busy at work because it's just a nice lifestyle adjustment it just it keeps me going high energy. Um, 
that's the only reason uh, I've used <laughs> it. Um, but I've read and I've been watching like high intensity health a little bit, and he's very convinced of there's some like pretty acute and long term immunity benefits to uh, fasting. Yeah, I mean, one of the well, I guess maybe the only proven thing that makes you last longer or live longer longevity wise is just calorie restriction. Yeah. That's one thing I think, I mean, your immune system has to be better because of that if you live longer, right? Mm. So that's one thing. Um, uh -huh. Two, I mean, your body has to just, or it's good to give your body just a little bit of rest so that it can clear out uh, senescent cells, cells that are just old and don't do anything good for you anymore. Just clear them out so they don't, cause disease later in life mm -hmm. um, i mean i wouldn't tell somebody that's eating carbs all day long to just automatically switch to a shorter eating window yeah. i'd say kind of kind of step step towards it i mean if we're in this for a month i mean locked in our, in our house for a month or more i mean that'll be plenty of time to kind of ease into it yeah what i normally tell people is i don't know start with a 12-hour window mm -hmm. like i don't know 6 a.m 6 p.m and then just shorten it every shorten it every day 15 minutes until you get down to whatever window is, is comfortable for you. Yeah. Um, have you heard of Sachin Panda? Yeah. He's a circadian rhythm guy. Yes. I, um, I've just listened a, to a few of his interviews. I haven't read it, his book. I've recommended it to people though. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, he did a study with mice and he took basically mice that would eat a standard American diet and had them eat within the a shorter time window. Mm -hmm. And those mice, and it, he did mice within that window and then he just had mice eat liberally whenever they wanted all throughout the day. Calories were the same for both groups, but mm -hmm. the group that ate the, uh, in the shorter feeding window lost weight on the same calories. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty simple. <laughs> so there's really no downside other than you kind of have an adaptation period to get to it mm -hmm. uh, but after that i think it's going to be beneficial for everybody yeah i mean do, do you think it goes with most styles of working out too eh, that 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 you'd be a little bit different um yeah it depends on what you're you're going for mm -hmm. um if you're going to be a high intensity high driving athlete, probably not the best. Mm -hmm. um, but I know you ever heard of John Meadows. He's a big bodybuilding guy. He's yes, John Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. Mountain dog. He, mm -hmm. he's one of the people that recommended fasting just one day a week, just to kind of reset everything. And I mean, if he can do it and be the way he looks and he recommends it to all his athletes, then I pretty much think it can fit into any protocol somewhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just the whole rest thing. And that's also like the ancient practice of it. When you, uh, if you talk to somebody that practices Ramadan or, you know, something in that uh, spectrum, yeah. they're like, yeah, it, I've done this a month of my life every year <laughs> and I feel totally reset afterwards. And yeah, so I, I've. That's where I, a lot of uh, research on just weight training and, and fasting come from is to, people practicing Ramadan. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that would make sense. I mean, uh, yeah, I, yeah, my partner is Muslim and watching him go through it. Um, he's got a real sweet tooth though. And 
He's Moroccan. Have you ever eaten Moroccan food? They put so. honey on everything. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, man. Even like their savory chicken stuff. <laughs> there's like cinnamon and honey and oh, yeah, they and like drink if you drink tea with Moroccans, like your teeth will hurt if you're it's, <laughs> oh, it's like man. for somebody who doesn't eat a lot of sugar. Yeah. It, yeah. I can't do sugar. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me neither. How did you figure that out? Um, recent, the most recent thing I've, or recent negative effect I've had, I had honey and rice at the same time, just cause I was doing a refeed to see what would happen. <laughs> and I started seeing spots. Uh-huh. Like, On your uh, chest and stuff? No, no. Like I visually couldn't oh, see. seeing them. So yeah. yeah, like I, I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. And it's happened more than once. So I, I just <laughs> kind of, I don't do anything super high glycemic like that anymore. Mm -hmm. I just kind of keep my carbs to, to like a refeed day. Yeah. What's a, what is a refeed day? A uh, refeed day is just a day where I eat more calorie. I'm, I'm, I'm on a, I guess a calorie restricted diet basically, mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. most of the time, just cause I'm just trying to look a certain way for photo shoot or whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once, once or twice a week, I'll have a day where I just ramp up my calories. Uh, generally, I get them all from carbs, mm -hmm. just so I can have glycogen in my muscles, so that when I actually go back to working out, I I look better. Mm -hmm. It's really a vain kind of thing. It's nothing. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> <outside of> that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, like I've you know I've worked a certain amount of, of hours in my life and putting enough effort into my routine so that I can work on vanity when I choose to. And that's, <laughs> yeah, there you I, go. yeah. And which everybody, I do like once a year. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to look better naked. It's just yeah. wants to say it. Yeah. I'm reversing. I'm age revert, like in reverse. Um, Benjamin so, yeah. JLo. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, JLo, she doesn't really age very much. No. What she's doing is pretty, it's working pretty well for her. Yeah. She doesn't talk about it much, but she did like say, at one point it was like absolutely no sugar as little as possible absolutely zero close as close as you can get to very small amount of carbs and yeah so what are the other pieces that you put in this um i guess this guide the uh, quarantine next you one stress was, in there next one was movement i think uh -huh. just going down the list movement um i wrote a article on my website a couple of years ago it was why you should sit on the floor um oh we're stuck in, in the house instead of being sitting on the couch in the exact same position mm -hmm. um maybe you should sit on the floor and it'll help you improve your movement or improve yeah. your length tension relationship throughout the body because if you sit on the floor it's very hard to sit in a certain position longer than five or ten minutes without you saying oh i fuck i need to move mm -hmm. um Whereas on the couch, you can pretty much sit on the couch in the exact same position for days, basically. <laughs> I mean, that's like legit advice right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And I mean, if you sit on the floor, so potentially like you have to use all of your hips to get back up and you have to push off the floor. Um, versus like just throwing yourself off the couch with yeah I can see that. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um 
<laughs> yeah. Do you teach? Uh, do you teach people? Um, what are those kettlebell moves? The the get up. Um, I've used the Turkish get ups before. Yeah. Um, I I like them. It, yeah. A lot of people are don't have a sturdy enough shoulder to probably <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then if you're not paying attention, you could drop the weight on your head, and then. <laughs> Then we don't need anybody getting concussions because they'll have no hospital beds for you. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll be like with less resources while you're there. So yeah. 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 <laughs> um, no, I just, I, kettlebell people make me laugh sometimes. Cause yeah, like, I'm, not a, I'm not a, I mean, other than maybe the Turkish get up, I'm not a yeah. big kettlebell person. I don't swings. I, I mean, they're going to make a, a big comeback. right? Yeah, now. probably. Yeah. Everybody RKC certifies making bank. Oh. Oh my gosh. I know it, they, yeah, I have, I have a really good one in my network and he just stays in his lane. You know, he just does kettlebells and he's been doing that for 15 years. Right. And there, but there, I, and he does his job really well and he teaches hinge patterns and he teaches squat patterns and, you know, he knows when to like refer people out and we have, especially like we have Pilates here. So and the muscle activation techniques and we're a good complement to all that work. And, but I had a neighbor a long time ago uh, at my other studio, not that long ago, geez, um, not that long ago, but I've known him for a while in my network. And I, if you asked him if the kettlebell could like cure cancer, I think he would like bold face lie to you right in the face and be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, I yeah. Um, I, just, Bubble, I guess, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, people have sent me like his interview with Joe Rogan. Have you seen this? And I'm like, <laughs> I will throw that chicken bone at you <laughs> if you bring that near me. All right, <laughs> I'm not going to <laughs> entertain that right now. I just can't with the um, people that subscribe to one thing that can improve all the aspects of fitness really get under my skin. Um, and, you know, people whining and complaining on Facebook about you're not a immunity expert. You're not a microbiologist. Why are you talking about this virus? Welcome to the fucking fitness industry every day of my life. That's, that's <laughs> you have yeah. armchair experts at all different levels, like microcosms. Right. armchair experts at every <laughs> level that could potentially get worse during this um that i think well, that could be a big downside to this whole situation i guess it depends on the resources you're looking at if you're yeah. relying on facebook to get all your information you're probably no fuck all but mm -hmm. if you actually take the time to read something from i don't know pubmed or an actual book then you relay that information you're probably be far smarter than anything else you've seen or any of the other friends that day. Um, yeah. But that's, I mean, I don't know. And there's plenty of free uh, classes you can take from Ivy League um, colleges. Oh, my God, I know. So there's really this downtime. It should just be, everybody should come out of this way smarter. But yes. unfortunately, I don't, I don't think that. Everybody's going to be talking about, like, what did you binge on? What did you binge watch on, on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, tick, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a thing. Well, maybe some people will learn how to hand 
stand. That would be kind of cool too. Um, but yeah, yeah there's don't, so many. Uh, don't bust your face. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about sleep. Sleep, um, as far as basically helping you with every other aspect in your life. I mean, You've got some serious bullet points here. <laughs> like this is, this is big. It, Impairs it, insulin sensitivity. Want to become diabetic overnight? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, impairs immune function as well, alters metabolic hormones. Everybody's scared they can't work out. So the last thing you want to fucking do is start muscle wasting and you're in, start becoming catabolic or anything like that. Yeah. And now's, the, now's the best time to just work on your sleep. Um, I go through different uh, points that I just how to uh, fix your sleep hygiene. Mm. Uh, basically, is I think the, the biggest thing people are guilty of is they're just on the screen the entire time. Mm-hmm. the entire day and then even up until they go to bed and then the, the the light from the screen just kind of mimics the well the light frequency from the sun during the mm-hmm. earliest part of the day which suppresses your melatonin and then people can't sleep and then just a cascade from there yeah so my biggest thing is just say take a either get a screen filter get mm-hmm. some blue light blocking glasses or just get off the screen read a book Mm, yeah reading a book actually is is i mean that's like you know grandma advice and it really it really yeah. works you know i can't even stay awake during the daytime and read a book <laughs> that's true yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i yeah i'm like somebody read to me where's my audio book you know yeah yeah i'm a, I'm a big fan of audio books I, I yeah. get through probably two or three a week wow really yeah oh my god what's on what's on there right now uh, the, it's Max Lugavere's new book, yeah. uh, the, the genius life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything groundbreaking, not yet. I'm only in a third chapter, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty good. I think everybody would benefit from it. It's not too in depth. It's not, it's not a hard read. Uh, I think it'd be beneficial for just everybody saying, home to read something like that right now. Yeah. What is it like on the day? Like the Aubrey Marcus, did you read that one? I've read it. Uh, it's similar, similar in similar vein. Yeah. It, a lot of them all t- basically talk about the same stuff, just a different way with supporting with different research to support their, their findings. Mm. Um, okay. And then you have in here, I think it's just <clears throat> really important to say uh, that crappy sleep impairs the immune function. And I mean, you just have that in all caps. There's no, you have no, you're like, it doesn't matter. This is it. This is, yeah, this yeah, is all I mean, you need to know. It's pretty straightforward. Everybody's <laughs> worried about how to get healthy or not, not contracting a, a virus. I mean, no, I think we all have it. <laughs> Maybe I, I, I was, I was sick for the last two weeks, Dang. but like I, I was still functioning. functioning yeah. I wasn't dead to the world, but I think that's just a testament to if you live your life, a healthy lifestyle, you could, you should be able to recover. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I didn't get sick. Maybe I didn't get coronavirus, but maybe mm-hmm. I just got sick from somebody else. But Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, really focused on in, like improving my immune system for years. And that came from chronic constipation. And when I was like, when I finally figured out like that wasn't the actual problem and it was just like this whole environment that my body was 
uh, create like um, soiling, you know, and creating. And that it was like everything I touched, uh, everything I put on my skin, everything I would eat, all contributed to that problem, compounded from some poor decisions that <laughs> my mother made. You know, like um, I was a colic baby. I was probably allergic to milk very early on. You know, we had, I Is ran soy around. Formula? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. Um, cesarean thank section god no thank goodness oh, okay. <laughs> that's a i mean yeah and if i say you know a c-section can impair your child's immune system to some people they look at me cross-eyed like it's like <laughs> it I'm takes like, seven years to catch back up <laughs> yeah really yeah um, yeah because you gotta basically you have to rebuild their well you have to establish a microbiome in their body because they don't have any because they didn't get it from their mother mm-hmm and then yeah, all the research, you get it through the they, vaginal canal. That's what the yeah, whole yeah. system is built for to give yeah. baby immune system. Before, right, right. yeah, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I mean, I for me, like, I've been training to improve my immunity and improve. I call it the health of my nervous system overall. Uh, after my recent studies with muscle activation techniques, I've learned that autoimmune dysfunction is, is linked to different brain wave activities. And that potentially <clears throat> if your brain is in like a high beta, um, alpha too too much and you're not getting theta uh, and you're not able to control um, these brain waves maybe with meditation or um, who knows what all the things and that you potentially have this disorganized nervous system where yeah. it could be just on this like high alert like super sensitive all the time and that can cause your brain not to, you know, um, detox, I guess, for a lack of a better term, right? It, it, just, it just keeps building up and then you're left with a whole bunch of uh, damage and, you know, it can affect the telomeres and the mitochondria. And so anyways, so ever since then, I have this whole like idea about if 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 we can keep our body at uh this really efficient operating status like a good homeostasis that every time we excurs like go away from homeostasis meaning exercise stress um if i don't get a good night's sleep if um i'm you know, if I'm driving and like, I don't, you know, I get a little sweaty and just, I have like a little bit of acute st stress, you know what I mean? Right. And the, the better that my body is able to get back to that efficient state, the quicker it does, the better it does, the, the more healthy I will be for the, the long haul. And during this time right now, like, I, you know, I didn't know any of this was happening technically, even though I told you like my brother's like in the thick of this stuff, 
Right. And microbiologists and people like that have been talking about this for two decades when this was going to happen. And <laughs> so I did kind of know, but I also knew that you know, whatever I, whatever came across my plate, whatever sickness, if it were cancer, if it were something neurological, if it is menopause, um, <laughs> God, uh, all of those things will be easier to handle, you know? And like, that's, that's how I'm, I want to operate. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing in your body works on its own. So, I mean, it's, it's always playing off of everything else. So if you eat bad, then it might affect your sleep or if you sleep bad, it might affect what you need to eat. I mean, mm -hmm. I know if you eat something bad, it'll affect your guts. I mean, and if you have gut impermeability, then, then you have lack of immunity. I mean, there's, there's, there's a whole, interconnection between everything um, yeah um speaking of permeability one of the things that really helped me i noticed uh i've noticed like ever since i've been on this journey of improving my gut health which has literally been since like 2011 it's ta it's it's taken years and consistent work you know and consistent uh work with like polyquin polyquin folks and uh i have a functional medicine practitioner i have who else do I have? Um, I do. Team. Yeah, I have a team. I, you know, <laughs> I have a, I have a, I do a quarterly like clonic. Um, I do ozone therapy. Um, <laughs> I do, I do coffee enemas. Oh man. How's that? I know. Ah, <laughs> hey, I, I'm a barista now. I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, right. Once you like get used to it, it's like, okay, I can do this. Like I can do this. Um, but it does, you know, it, it does take a chunk of the time. It does take a time uh, to get used to it. And like when, when you're sitting there in the bathtub and you're like, oh, why am I doing this? There's coffee shooting up my ass. Oh, man. Um, do, you, do you use at least decaf? No, no. Um, nope. She doesn't want it. She said no, not to. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I go with the coffee, like the person who does administers the colonic does. Okay. Like, yeah. So we do it. I'll do it in the day after I do that. So do you, uh, do you instantly get like jacked up from all the caffeine? No, it doesn't. No. Oh, um, okay. I, I yeah. wouldn't say that. No. Um, and I, when I drink caffeine, I'm very sensitive, but, uh, I wouldn't say that's the case. Oh, that's weird. No, it's something, it, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure what, how to describe the sensation because you're in such like a vulnerable place. Like, you know, you're just like, yeah. you just want to relax afterwards. Like, cause the event of doing <laughs> it is a little stressful, <laughs> but I mean, I've heard glutathione production is worth it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> one of the game changers I recently found in the last year was, uh, Zach Bush's product. Yeah. The um, restore restore. He just rebranded it. To something oh, I did? oh yeah I know, the, or the the bottle looks different or something okay. and, and um it's a tetrahydrate that, or terahydrate something like that something like that Man, when i heard him on a podcast it was rich roll 
his podcast, who I don't really listen to that often because he's like a vegan and like, I don't, you know, I don't really He care. runs hundred miles. And he day. runs a hundred miles, but there's like something about a soulful, soulful like brother that I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> there's something about his uh, point of view that I, and oneness that I really do uh, respect and enjoy listening to. Um, I had to pull over in the car at, when Zach Bush was talking because it was just Take so... Notes. Yeah, have you ever read those health books and you're like, oh, that's me. They just described everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had that moment with Zach Bush and then I like, I had, I pulled over and I was like, okay, play that again, play that again. Cause he was talking about, you know, the, the seasonal allergies, the, the asthma, the upper respiratory stuff and um, dyslexia, anxiety, all of that stuff came down to my gut. Yeah. And like my uh, the symptoms of dyslexia for me have drastically changed since, uh, getting rid of it, making my gut healthier and keeping it healthy. Have you used his product? Oh yeah. I use it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's what I was saying. That was the game. That was one of the, okay. that was a big step for me. Like after, <laughs> after taking his, um, after using that product for, it wasn't long at all that it was, it was very obvious. And then, he doesn't really give you a protocol to follow, um, no. you know, and you just have to accept that this stuff is everywhere. If you buy into it, like the, um, yeah. the fertilizer and the point, like glyphosate, the glyphosate. Yeah. Destroy your what? Shikimate pathway. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. He just had to talk for like that 20 minutes and I was like, yes, I'm driving to the store right now. Where is <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, apparently was the, Glyphosate is marketed as a weed killer, but it it it, it kills yes. your microbiome through a certain pathway. So he saw he saw it in um in chemotherapy drug development. Okay, yeah. And how it would it like chemotherapy is a a weed killer, <laughs> um in our body like it 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 can destroy anything, right? And any and all cells that it it you know wherever it is and. So he was developing chemotherapy drugs or testing them. And that's how, when he saw it and how similar it was to Roundup, he, um, <laughs> I think it was, a, it was a big shift for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, what else? Um, so what did we cover of your like seven pillars? Um, uh, as it relates this, to quarantine and chill. the sleep. So after sleep, it would be stress. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be stressed during this time, um, whether it be because they're out of work or because they're trapped with their family and they're not used to, used mm. to something like that or mm -hmm. just the overall, I don't know, virus at, at hand. Um, so for stress, I mean, I just did a couple of things that I, I normally recommend to people like having a grateful journal i think is very mm -hmm. beneficial mm -hmm. definitely helped me kind of refocus um what i actually value in my life and then that kind of puts my mind in a different place than just be panicking all the time it allows me to just kind of think oh i'm even though i'm in this situation i have all these things to be grateful for i have i don't mm -hmm. have a, a roof over my head i have food i have family i have i'm in relatively good health i guess i don't know mm -hmm. <laughs> you are yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah i have toilet paper yeah yeah plenty or, of toilet paper yeah i have a bidet 
<laughs> I wish. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's the third mention of butt stuff, people. <laughs> Get sponsored by Charmin. <laughs> oh, man. No, I want a bidet company. <laughs> you get one of those uh those japanese toilets uh yeah the singing toilet um <laughs> yeah um i mean yeah we're the barbaric ones um <laughs> what um what kind of so do you pra do you practice now uh gratitude journaling and uh like i guess conscious like shifting of your mental state yeah i I like to write. I don't, like I said, I, I'm an introvert, so I don't really go out and talk to people. So I, I rely on writing everything down to kind of get my thoughts out of my head and mm -hmm. not let them just bounce around in my head all the time. Oh, it's the worst. And, and, and at the end of, of each like journal entry or whatever I write down, I just try to end it on what I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I just think that allows me to just be in a better state of mind for the, through the rest of the day. Or mm -hmm. I do it at night, so it just, puts me at ease so I can go to sleep. Mm. Um, I've I found that beneficial. Um, I've had clients do it as well. They found it beneficial. Um, mm -hmm. Some people type it on their phone. Some people have just a written journal. Um, mm -hmm. Whatever works uh, yeah. best for you. Just get the thoughts out of your head. It's generally, that, uh, what is it? It's, um, it's a process, not the product, right? So mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what you're writing down. It's just, just the act of doing it is what's helping you. That's true. Um, you could say, yeah, I mean, just talking it out in like a, a therapeutic way, it does that too. Um, I don't have a therapist anymore, but I've just, I found that like really helpful. I do. Yeah, I have a pretty intense spiritual routine that. <laughs> um, so this week. <laughs> I, what did I do on Sunday? Sunday I did the, uh, the ozone treatment. That's not spiritual, but, um, Monday. Okay. Today's Tuesday. Um, I meditated for two times yesterday for like 30 minutes and then 40 minutes. And then today I have, I have a spiritual coach Okay. <laughs> and she, her and I have a session. Um, and she's way out in, alien the alien field and like she's all she's in all she's on all realms and she's plugged in oh man she has um, crystals and everything oh yeah definitely crystals <laughs> uh, and definitely um what else uh she's definitely a medium uh, she's not yeah i really i really enjoy working <laughs> with her but it always comes down to for me is actually listening to your intuition and building that like a muscle your intuition um is telling you stuff all day long and it's not just um the mental stuff you know it's not just um keeping you out of danger it's you know it's also like the food um it's your circadian rhythm it is the rhythm of all your organs like to me they're uh that's all wrapped up in intuition so i've just looked at it like that is my that is a muscle that i need to rely on and like something i need to hone and practice and it's 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 proven it you know no I haven't harmed anybody in the process, so 
it's um it's all good (laughs) (laughs) you think it's made you better then oh yeah for sure yeah yeah i mean i was i had i think i was in a ptsd chronic stress state for mm, since i was like 17 oh man um yeah and even before that um uh wasn't in the healthiest of it growing and learning environments and my mother died when I was 20 (laughs) like I know and then I developed a really um good relationship with alcohol um (laughs) so after you know uh oh yeah so the being spiritual is definitely better than that (laughs) <laughs> what, what what was the catalyst? What turned you around to go this direction? Um, actually, the funny part about all this, one of my big catalysts was um, the virus scare in 2009. It's I think like, it was uh, the H1N1. Yeah. Yeah. Swine flu or something like that, right? Something like that. And I was a bartender at the time. And... I was living in an apartment that had mold. Ooh. Yeah. And of course I had all these allergies, right? <laughs> and why I said allergies in air quotes, because I was really developing like a sensitivity in my immune system and damage. Yeah. And it was accumulating all kinds of right. gunk. And I went to, I had Kaiser Permanente as insurance. I went there. They gave me a medication for asthma called Advair. I remember it. I, I, yeah. And I had such a bad reaction to it that I, um, I thought I had the swine flu. I was so sick, oh, like, like vomiting, a, a flu symptom, you know? Right. And this was really before I, I, I really didn't know how to use the internet that well. Like I didn't, I I didn't really use email until like, you know, not that long ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and, and, uh, so I didn't know, like I could just go and like look up this stuff. So I did. And I end up on Dr. Andrew Wiles, like chat room Yeah. and all these women and were, uh, in there really upset that their kid had been prescribed Advair and gave them all these like symptoms. I'm not a kid, like, but for some reason that's, that's the chat room I ended up in was a mother parent one. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, immediately I did a little bit more research and realized that it could be a milk allergy causing this whole thing. And so that was a huge catalyst when I realized I had more control over my body than I realized. And um, so I am really hopeful that a lot of other people get that kick in the ass this time <laughs> around. And it, cause it, it, you know, it was, it was really empowering. I took out dairy within day, uh, less than a week. I had lost like eight pounds. Um, my nose had felt better. I could smell better. Um, I was probably getting sick because I couldn't breathe through my nose and who knows what, you know, if mold was attacking my immune system, uh, I don't know. So the other, and then it just kind of, it's always grown from then for me. Um, And then a big catalyst also, I I really like learning the hard way. (laughs) 
Um, and <laughs> you so, probably learned the best that way, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's the bad part. Yeah, and um, so I like learn. Yeah, so one of the other big catalysts for me was um, getting married uh, with without thinking it through. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, and I just ended up with a toxic partner that was replicating other toxic relationships. Oof. that I, I had known as a, a young person. And um, I started getting, um, I don't, you know, I honestly, I've, I've been in therapy. I was in therapy for a long time, just talking it out. You know, I started therapy when my mom was sick, when I was 16 years old. And I used it uh, very frequently up until I was like 26 years old, which I'm 30, I'll be 38 on April 7th. If anybody wants to join the virtual birthday. birthday party, yay, <laughs> virtual. Uh -huh. um, and I'll be 38 April 7th. And so about when I was about 26 or so, um, I had had my first like Reiki session and I couldn't believe what the weight of anxiety that was lifted off of me. And then that has, that ever since then, I've been just so much more in tuned and open to trying those things and you know it's gotten weird at times you know a couple shaman <laughs> visits i'll tell you what <laughs> that's the weird <laughs> stuff um and you know what other is really strange right now to me is how many people have jumped on the psychedelic bandwagon oh, um yeah. that's not necessary like you don't need to you don't need to go purge your guts out like I mean, like I ayahuasca, think, is that what you're yeah, saying? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think that's necessary. I think there's a time and place for it, but the way that I hear people talk about it, they're like, oh yeah, I want to try that. I'm like, no, you need to go try some meditation first and like work through some stuff <laughs> before you go into that uh, dimension. So Yeah, it seems real intense. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you read Michael Pollan's book on... Psychedelic. Oh, I have I I have it. I haven't read it yet though. It's a good audio book. He's such a nerd, you know. And, yeah. <laughs> and he's like he's like talking about like hugging a tree in his backyard, and he's like, and there was my wife, and she was a tree. Oh man, <laughs> it's so good. But um, I will say the book is good. Um, you can get really lost, and he goes into a lot of the um details about the history of psychedelics. And he just name drops a little bit too much to follow or maybe all the names like just sound the same to me. And, um, but he did something similar that he did with omnivores dilemma, which was like, he kind of like went out and explored and, um, with like the mushroom guy. And I think it's the same guy from omnivores dilemma actually. And Paul Stamens and yeah, it's, it's good. And he go, he does, he does DMT. Okay. <laughs> And of course, like Joe Rogan wanted a piece of that, right? So he was, you know, <laughs> that was a good interview. But you can get a lot of the, lot of the book from just watching uh, Joe Rogan and Michael Pollan on, from like a year ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I but, think I watched that one, but I don't know. I haven't, it's, it's not exactly easy to find good psychedelics. No. Everything, everything's synthetic. Oh. So I really know how that, what the disconnect between like something real and something synthetic is. Yeah, well, if they make it legal, we could get into that direction. 
if you yeah. want to talk. I mean, they did, um, the FDA did clear it for uh, testing and um, MDMA as well. So no mushrooms are legal in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got a friend in Seattle who's given me some uh, microdosed uh, stuff and um, it was fine. It felt like, um, you know, you just get really focused. Uh, it's, you know, whatever. I think that's, that, that's what a lot of people lack now is just focus. Yeah. We're so distracted. <laughs> so distracted. Um, well, not, I mean, I guess from now we're learning, you know, that uh, all those distractions don't mean a, a goddamn thing, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what other did I want to ask you? Do you have anything you want to ask me? Uh, <laughs> what was, I'm trying to think. So you, just a sense of focus is what you've benefited from uh, microdosing. Anything else? Oh. Any new uh, like discoveries of? No. Um, I thought about doing it to be, I don't know, somewhat more creative or write better. That's, that'd be the one reason. Uh, I, uh, hold on, that cut out. I, w I, wanted, I would want to do psychedelics just to see if I could be more creative or mm -hmm. improve my writing or get another level out of me or something like that. Yeah, that's what my, I have friends that do it that way. Um, I have no problem accessing that personally. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, yeah, for me, um, no, it was just like, I wanted to try it. Um, <laughs> All right, well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me, yeah, let me try this for a week or so. And uh, it, it gave me a little bit too much of a boost. Um, as you can tell, I'm very high energy as it is. And so anything that could add to that <laughs> might not be good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, um, I'm, yeah, I've always been that way. And some, and like, if I don't uh, wear myself out at the end of the day, I have a really hard time sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> yeah I, I mentioned to you the the red how how much i love the red light because i could feel my body getting tired right and turning off um and recognizing the like the intuition and the like the little uh, reminders from my system that you know i'm on a clock and i'm not a constant battery charger <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that, I mean, for me, like, that was an immediate benefit of using the red light um, within three or four days. I Do you like, have a, a nighttime ritual to get you ready for bed? Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> there's oils, there's a bath, okay. there's, <laughs> there's um, lots, I, I have a tea that I drink. I really like hot tea at night, um, just something herbal. I, uh, I, I do, I meditate, um, and I journal during like, uh, like right now it's a new moon. So like, this is a really good time to journal. Like I have a, I have a schedule. Um, okay. yeah, no, there's a whole nighttime routine. And then I love, I'm, I've been using magnesium, topical magnesium pretty religiously for a long time. Um, and then, so I have like three cocktails of vitamins, basically. <laughs> um, I have aloe, I do aloe juice um, with water or like just a, yeah, something to dilute it. Right. With, um, and then I do glycine. 
Um, how much glycine are you doing? Um, I don't know. Now that I, oh, now that you say okay. that, yeah, I have to go. I have to go look. I'm, I'm just like so automatic on it. I'm like, um, I do at nighttime. So I do it after, um, after I would lift heavy, I would do glycine and then I just do it at night. Um, okay. but it's not the same amount and then at night, it's much less. Um, but I had to, uh, build up the tolerance to it. Okay. That's what, I, that's what I found. <laughs> um, and then what else do I do? Um, mag topical magnesium, aloe. Uh, melatonin if I need it. If I'm, if I'm, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time out on uh, athletic fields at night. And if that's the case, like I have to take melatonin because I just get too pumped. Oh yes. Probably the, well, probably the sports and then the lights at the same time are just beaming. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a hundred, 10% extrovert. So like <laughs> if I'm around people, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I get really excited. The so, complete opposite. I like yeah. to just go in a cave and hide somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I have to like go. Yeah, I have to like cut off my social media time for the same reason because I'll just get excited and start talking to people, and it's not good. Um, yeah. Um, okay, I wanted to wrap this up. The I I love your um. So your Instagram profile is pretty fun. Um, the the ones where you do just the quotes versus the pictures what are the differences on uh interaction um i don't really get a lot of interaction for anybody to be don't get any action? no um they're so good i know that's the bad part uh, <laughs> I, I don't i don't think i hashtag effectively uh, i just make something up and see if it goes out there yeah um it's generally the same people that i've met or that have followed me for a while like it i don't really get a lot of new followers unfortunately um uh -huh. engagement i mean but you I guess uh, you've I've, moved all over right yeah i've moved three times in probably the last four years I where in, you were in I colorado was in, i was in virginia uh -huh. then i moved to pennsylvania then from uh -huh. pennsylvania moved to denver then from denver now i'm in la yeah that was uh what part of denver uh arvada area so it's like 15 miles northwest oh northwest oh, yeah 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 okay yeah i go out there about i was going out there about once a quarter for years because mat headquarters is out there okay cool and it's in greenwood village um it sucks <laughs> um i would not want to live there you don't like denver i like i like Colorado. it's okay yeah i mean i don't know i could do i could do like a a ski village once a year <laughs> that's further, about it <laughs> the further west i've moved the more yeah. i like it oh you do yeah <laughs> yeah um and then yeah i like that you put like your trainer's trainer i think that is that is key because <laughs> like you're someone i would hire for sure oh thank you I, yeah that, that's that's kind of the goal i, I try to learn endlessly yeah but i do it because i love it i don't do it because there's any end out of it other than the fact that I just enjoy learning all about it. And yeah. My goal, my goal is to teach people. Yeah. Um, how to be better. I'd mm -hmm. rather teach trainers than to teach clients. To be honest with you, mm. trainers are a little bit more susceptible or 
a little bit more welcoming to the information because mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. want to use it, want to implement it. Mm -hmm. Whereas clients, you, no matter what level you're at, from I don't know the working on an individual level in in home or a box gym or even where I'm at now, I'm at, at Ultimate Performance in LA where people mm -hmm. are spending thousands of dollars on training. At mm -hmm. every level, it's you have to convince them. No matter how much money they pay or anything, they're still going to have to be convinced to this is what you need. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm more along the lines of I'd rather just teach people that want to learn and more yeah. or less that's trainers. So the, um, and so you're writing in the seven pillars of health. Do you think that will end up being more for like an educated client base or like a trainer base or a new trainer? I think what I'd like to have that be is kind of have an established base with people who know what I'm about and are already bought into me mm -hmm. so that when they pick up a book of, of the seven pillars, they'll, they'll know that all they have to do is read it and they can implement that and they'll have a better life. I don't actually have to force it down the throat and say, do this, do this, do this, hold their hand through everything. They're already invested in the, the, the product. So they want it mm -hmm. at that point. That's, that's yeah. really, I think the end goal with that. Yeah, I found that when I started writing, um, so one of my things that I wrote, like I, I have a book in me, 100%, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, once I like saw what every single one of my client was lacking, you know, and I just started writing that out and being like, you know what, we're not going to talk about this anymore. You're going to have to read about it. And it's like, it's, it's just like, one, it's accountability. Two, um, I think there's something really valuable to being like, if you want to talk on this level to me and you want my advice, you need to understand these five things. <laughs> right. And yeah. And I think there's something um, very brave and very empowering, but it's the right thing to do. That's like what... Um, I guess it's a style of leadership in a way. And right. yeah, so I mean, I, I feel that. And that the podcast for me has done that. Like it has um, em empowered me to teach better and to talk to my clients in a, in a much more, mm, it's just pragmatic. Um, it doesn't allow for a lot of their excuses. And I, I just, I, I've really found it just that, so much better the, the way to talk to people and the way to how to figure out how to navigate through whatever excuse they have is i think the biggest thing i've learned in the last six months just trying to work with people mm -hmm. more information doesn't necessarily help anybody mm. at least with from a client perspective um, it's more or less just figuring out which way or how to talk to them to get them to do what you want um, versus just overloading them with information yeah, if you yeah, because they think they want an oversimplified explanation. Yeah. But but um you know, that's just like eating McDonald's in a way. It's just not you know. <laughs> yeah. it, it it'll get you to the next meal. Um <laughs> but they're you know, you're not investing in your health like it's the same like if you just read um some crap in a magazine about, you know, oh, this vitamin study said this, oh, vitamin D seems kind of important. And you're not understanding like 
whoa, this thing is, this thing can turn on genes <laughs> and this thing can, vitamin D can help every single aspect of my health. Um, I don't know. There's a big difference <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, and then I also love that you wrote, I eat plant-based animals. That is so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, it, it explain count. that a little bit. Cause I don't know if anybody, if everybody understands that. Well, the big, the big thing now is veganism and how it's better for the earth, better for your health. But I mean, just within the last, I don't know, two or three days, there, there's a giant study that came out that said that just because of all the, the traffic and everything that just because we're all sequestered and locked in our house, mm -hmm. the levels of pollution and I don't know, methane gas in the environment have drastically reduced. I don't know of any cows that got like coronavirus. So there's, plenty of, <laughs> there's still as many cows out there. We're still eating as much meat, probably more. Mm -hmm. And everything has, I don't know, subsided a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's one of the big arguments for vegans is it's just better for the environment. I'm, I'm a big advocate for sustainable farming. I mean, mm -hmm. like local farming. I'm not a, I'm not into like factory farming. I'm, I don't support like, I don't know. I would say I'm a, I'm violently against it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anybody that's like for beating up animals. Um, I'm in well, Washington, yeah. DC. I, I, I could find you a few. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just a better way, more sustainable way to eat is, I think meat would be fine for everybody. Um, yeah. And then I'm trying to think what else, what plant-based, just that whole game changes thing. Just yeah. that, that movie, that documentary, I have people come and say, oh, you can be plant-based. Uh, yeah, I am. Animals eat plants. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, uh, do you follow Chris Kresser and did you watch his? Yeah, that was a... He didn't do great. Well, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. He's, he, he got beat up by, was it James Wilkes, right? But yeah. Wilkes was just hammering on... He didn't really bring up any arguments. He's just like, this is why you're a piece of shit. Yeah. This is why you're a piece of shit. This yeah, it was, it was very Trump-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like an educational forum. It was just like, this is why nobody should listen to you. Yeah, yeah. But... It, I mean, I think you can live on both. Yeah. My personal opinion is to eat meat. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of things that animals can eat, like grass. They can synthesize the chemicals and nutrients in grass because they have a longer digestive system, and then that gets into their skin or bones or meat. And then you eat that, and then it, that's going to be way better than you eating grass. But you mm -hmm. can't just eat grass. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah exactly yeah no the game changers thing was very frustrating um <laughs> I, yeah i totally agree because uh for so many reasons i mean i yeah i'm a big i mean i'm a big um practice or i'm a believer in uh, the organ meats and i can't get in the kidney but i can I get down <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I yeah, I just can't. The best um, way the best way to get organ meats is just mm -hmm. grind them up or get ground up with uh -huh. muscle meat and just Yeah, that's yeah. The best way I do it. Well, I enjoy I enjoy heart. Okay. I think heart is delicious. I think if you especially if you oh, there's a couple different ways you can do it. 
I do it two ways. I mean, I get into it. I do, I, I pressure cook one of it and make it into a chili and then I thin slice it and just like, like boil it for a second. It's like a carpaccio. It's amazing. Put it on top. And then, um, I, you know, I grew up in a very Eastern European home. Like I grew up on chicken livers and beef livers. Like it was, that was what, that's what Eastern okay. Europeans eat. Like that's yummy. Um, so I have, a, I think I have a taste, I have a taste for it okay. as a young, when I was growing up. And then, um, I really, I don't know. Maybe you can answer this. Is tongue healthy? I can't figure it out. Healthy? I think every Like is organ, tongue an organ meat? Yeah, I would say tongue is an organ. I think it's just what, mostly fat though, right? Fat. And no, it's, it's, it's a big, muscle. strong muscle. Yeah. I don't know. It's delicious. I, it's like too good to be healthy. That's what I'm like. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't really find much info on the nutrient dense part of it. So. Well, I yeah. think it comes down to like muscle meat is high in methionine. And mm -hmm. if you want to live a long time, you need to eat more uh, like cartilage rich or, or organ rich mm -hmm. meats because they're higher in glycine. And then, because you don't want the ratio to be off too much. Because mm -hmm. um, it'll, all the studies show that you don't last as long, longevity wise, if your ratios are off. The ratios of what? Fat or? Methionine to glycine. Okay. Ma yeah. methionine to glycine okay yeah muscle meat has more methionine okay. whereas glycine you'll find in tissue uh bone broth or yeah um other organs basically yeah basically um, everything nobody wants to eat yeah i know well yeah that's silly um yeah we yeah we eat organ meats twice a week that's our routine okay then, yeah i but I found someone that I found a, I use crowd cow um, and they, they just deliver it and it's, it's oh, okay. amazing. 